It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We wanted to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listener today. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate you for that in advance. Now, the Braves missed out on the opportunity last night. The Falcons have to pressure Jacoby Brissett. And last but not least, and for the culture team, Michael Jordan just doing goat things. That's just who he is. But first, we have to talk about the Braves lose last night. They lose three to two in extra innings. And I don't know about you, T, but I'm sitting here watching this, watching the game last night. I'm just like, the Braves are probably going to lose this game. But I think the big thing, my big takeaway though, is that they missed out on the opportunity to opportunity. Excuse me as they get ready to go up against the um, New York Mets on Friday night. And I think that the Braves should have known what was at hand, what was at stake right here, and, and, and pushed to try to get that extra run so they can get the win. Yeah. And for me, the big takeaway was, thank God, it was Abbott Elementary's season premiere so that I could smile. I saw this game bad. Right. I saw that Braves game going sideways. So I was like, yeah, yes. let me just tap yep. in. Thank God I have two monitors to look at. Because I will be honest, I was getting frustrated because I was right. like, guys, so you you literally score 16 runs across the first two games <sighs> and on. can only eke out two runs in the most critical game. You needed to sweep that game because you knew nine times out of 10, the Mets certainly were not going to win or lose, rather, two games in a row to the Marlins. Now, granted, they ended up taking them to extras, but it was almost like literally just poetic justice in a bad way, right? Right. Yeah. Braves and, get and, to extras, lose by one. Mets get to extras, win by one. And now they're back up one. So, yeah, you really have put a bit more pressure on yourselves because you're looking at the fact that you kind of now have to sweep the series against the Mets so that your fate is in your hands so that the Braves will control their own destiny. And also when you think about it, the Mets hold the tiebreaker. So that's another reason that no Braves, you can't just win the series two to one for your own sake. You're going to have to win it for three. Now, what I do like is this, they remain confident. Uh, Michael Harris, the second and other players talked about that last night. Like they understand the assignment. They're not going to put pressure on themselves, but I do think when you look at, that weekend series and you're looking at it mano a mano to me it's going to come down to not so much maybe even the at bats but maybe the final at bat and maybe the the bullpen to be honest with you because i think the pitching it may be you know it may be one in the same or you know one to one apples to apples but it's going to come down to something and the braves are going to have to pull this thing out big time weekend series sweep in order for them to make it happen and decide for themselves how they're going to get into the postseason. And you hope that those, the bats wake up, right? Because those are those that's going to be the key. Man, it, true enough, it's going to be about pitching. Yes. <laughs> this series against the Mets is going to be w- much more about pitching than it is um, guys at the plate because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the one thing that I'm really super concerned about is the fact that when you have a guy like Charlie Morton mm-hmm. being in that third, in that third, and 
potentially being a, whether or not you're going to decide who's going to win the series if yeah. they split those first two. Mm-hmm. You know, we know exactly who that is if it wasn't for Spencer Strider getting hurt. You know, right. I think he would have been in that in that third slot. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was the plan for Brian Snicker to make sure that he gets one of those starting spots against mm-hmm. um, the New York Mets. Because what have we said all year when it comes to Charlie Moore? Yeah, Man, whew, we hope he's able to. Uncle Charlie is able to put yes. one together tonight. Yes, like, yes. You know what I mean? Every like that's been the same every time, every start. We're just like, oh man. No, I was watching the post game. I'm just like watching the post game, and I'm sitting up here like, you know, the guy I was talking about. It, he was like, well, you know, hopefully Charlie Moore is able to put it together. I was like, we've been saying that all, all season. year, all, all season. season. We've been saying that, and for him to be in that potentially third and decisive game you know and this the biggest series of the season for both teams I'm that's safe to say um mm-hmm. I I'm just I'm just concerned and and yeah. then being that you're in a case where you have to you have to sweep in order to have an opportunity to have a tiebreaker at the end of the season right you just put yourself in a bad situation by mm-hmm. losing this game last night against the worst team in the national league mm-hmm. the washington nationals like right. so it, it, it's just for me i got a little frustrated mm-hmm. watching that game last night uh yeah. and, and trying to kind of trying to take it all in because i started going down a rabbit hole i was like man this is gonna mean this this is gonna mean that <laughs> And I'm just like, man, Bracey, what y'all did to me? Golly. Yeah. <laughs> but let's move on. Let's move on to a, a team that makes us happy. The Atlanta yeah. Hawks. Uh, they had their open practice and, you know, all the fanfare. Everything was all good last night as the Atlanta Hawks, you know, were, you know, invited everybody out to State Farm Arena. I think, I believe it was what, over almost 7,000 fans. Yes. So a, yes. a lot of good, a lot of good, um, Look, look, good vibes going on out at State Farm Arena now, T. You know, I, as we, as the Hawks get ready to, you know, take go to Abu Dhabi and take on the uh, Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. for a preseason game. What is a one, one? What is one thing for you that you see that that you are looking to see? You know, as we head into camp and preseason. How's it looking for the Hawks now that there are two true ball handlers in the backcourt? That to me is going to be so critical just to see how they begin to gel. I had a conversation with Landry Fields, had an opportunity to meet him a couple days ago. First time meeting him and I asked him and Coach Nate as well the same question. But I'll go go with Coach Nate first because I think you'll want to piggyback on what Landry had to say. So with Coach, I said, hey, Coach, there's so much buzz around the city about the Hawks. There's so much excitement in what's going on, but not just with the core team, but with the new member of the core team. I said, so what are your thoughts so far, what you've seen in DeJounte Murray? Can I tell you his whole face lit up? We oh, yeah. both started laughing. He's consistent like, oh, too. Gosh. He's consistent, I, T. He's yes. so consistent. Like I saw him in, in, um, in the uh, presser for media yes. day. Yeah. When he was talking about DeJounte Murray, he literally smiled. Like I don't yes. see Nate McMillan. So I don't no. see Coach Nate smile yeah. that Other much. Other than when like, he teased me because he was like, oh, how, how you going to come in late? <laughs> How you gonna call me out, coach? But okay then. <laughs> Once we got the junkie, yes, 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 yes. He was like, um, and hey, people, I wasn't on CP time. It was Atlanta traffic. But you know, one thing that coach said is he loves the fact that he's got somebody who just is jumping in and just embracing the philosophy, like someone who's really buying into the philosophy and he's bringing players along with him. And then Landry Fields essentially reiterated that, right? So he said, 
what I like about him, and he said, you know, of course, taking nothing away from the skills on the court, but he was like, he is not afraid to speak up. So he said, I watched him at practice a couple of days ago and someone just missed by a hair, the, the play that was set. Mm-hmm. And DeJounte pretty much stopped everything that was like, okay, man, you know, we can't have that. Here's what should have happened. And the player, he said, the players were very receptive. They yes, took Lord. the feedback and kept yes. it moving. And he said, yes. that is what, if the fans can be patient with us, that's what it takes. And I said, yeah, uh, Landry, because Jarvis, at the end of the day, we should not be expecting them to come out on this 8-0 run and, oh, my God, you know, the Hawks are undefeated because they got DJM. They're 17-0. No, nah, that's not going to happen. But come late November, early December, I think we're all going to like the product. So just wanted to share that with you as far as what they're seeing is much the same as what we want to see, which is how will the gelling be around DeJounte Murray fitting him into that backcourt and really having two strong weapons to bring that ball up. Yeah, like I think you said something that made me start thinking about Eastern Conference Finals when somebody is willing to say something when somebody's not doing what they're supposed to do because that's what the Hawks have been missing because Mm -hmm. nobody has that in them, right? Because I've always talked about how JC opens his mouth sometimes Mm -hmm. and he doesn't need to. Instead, when it's time to open his mouth, he doesn't need to. He doesn't. So I think those, when that 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 little nugget right there, you just told me just to say, hey, give the Hawks some time, be patient because yes. that end result is going to be much better than it was mm-hmm. last year. I can guarantee that based yeah. off of what you just said, just mm-hmm. right there. Now, T, whew, uh, the Atlanta Falcons are taking on the Cleveland Browns this weekend, and uh, they have to get to the quarterback. Uh, Jacobius Brissett is not Tom Brady, but he will slice you up. We don't get pressure. We'll talk about all that next. Before we do that, we have to talk about betonline.net. And when you think about what's going on this weekend, Georgia versus Missouri, you know, that big 45-point spread, they didn't get it last night, last week against Kent State, but they're taking on Missouri. So if you're trying to figure out which way you should go, you should go to betonline.net because it is, it continues to be the top online source for all your sports wagering information for live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They got you covered. And if you're not into college football, I don't know what's wrong with you, or or you're not into the NFL, the NBA, what's wrong with you? Um, you Maybe you're into esports golf combat sports they have all of that even hockey they got everything you need and of course the nba is right around the corner now what i need you to do is go to head head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening today because bet online is where the game starts yes and some would say now that the falcons have gotten that first dub out of the way now the season has really started for them and so they have their first true test and for me i call this the first true test because i felt like they hung with the rams and we knew they were going to hang with the saints and of course got the the win with the seahawks but i feel like this is going to be one of the first tests and maybe more so than anything of the defense. So this morning, our guys, Hugh Douglas, of course, friend to the show, and John Fricky had defensive coordinator Dean Pease on their morning show. Take a listen to what Dean Pease had to say when he was asked the question about defense, but specifically about applying pressure. You know, you don't want to always have to pressure to try to get a sack, you know, because as soon as you pressure, you're putting a little more pressure on the back end because if we don't get there, there's going to be some holes or you're playing man coverage or whatever you can't cover them forever so you don't want to always do that you want to be able to 
get uh, we still like get more pressure with just being able to rush for but hey it is what it is wow t yeah lot lots of impact there but right. there, yeah. Was, yeah there were there was and that was just the the abbreviated abbreviated version, version yes the morning show uh on 92 night the game but i thought what it made me think of was you could go all over the place with this, but based on what Dean P said and based on what you know about that Browns offense, what do you think is the number one key, just the number one key to getting a win against the Browns? I think it's going to have to be run fits because yeah. um, I got a chance to you know go back and look at some of the more some more of the film from the game against the Seahawks. Uh, and I think there were some things just maybe were in a lot of times when defense people like to throw the whole setting the edge thing out there. Oh, you got to set the edge. But a lot of times like you got it's a little bit more to it than that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's technique It's mm -hmm. taking on the blocks the right way or making sure I'm make I'm, I'm squeezing my man down in the hole so he doesn't be able to slip up to the next level because just in mm -hmm. case I don't make the tackle, yes. my, my homeboy is going to be right behind me right there yeah. waiting to get him. And, and that's. That wasn't that happened several times against the Seattle Seahawks. That's why you saw the Seahawks go off in the mm -hmm. run game initially. And the Falcons got to a bad start. If the Falcons start like they did last week, T, mm -hmm. um, Chubby Baby is going to take over. <laughs> it's it's going to be a long, it ain't going to be no comeback. It is, it's not going to be, oh, it's going to be a boxing match or anything like that. It mm -hmm. is going to get ugly because. Yeah. That's the biggest strength for the Cleveland Browns. Their mm -hmm. offensive line, they keep their running backs clean. I know yeah. that sounds weird <laughs> when, you know, you say you keep yeah. the quarterback clean. They keep right. their running backs clean. Mm -hmm. There's nobody in the backfield when their running back gets the ball. Most yeah. of the time, they don't get touched until it's the second level. You know what I mean? So that's the thing that the Falcons have to absolutely do is they have to be able to have their make, get those getting their run fits and making sure they're playing with each other and not trying to play hero ball and make yes. tackles. Yes. And also you made an excellent point about not just Nick Chubb, but they've got to get ready for Kareem Hunt because mm. the Browns have a one-two punch. Oh my goodness. So you yes. really have to be ready and and same styles, but then again, different styles because you have, you know, bruising and then you have speed, but then you have speed and bruising. So it's kind of like a you know what we used to call um thunder and lightning uh here yeah. for, for uga it's almost like thunder and lightning part two so right. the the that's i think the other piece that the falcons have to be prepared for because in a typical offense your goal is right to get a team to third and long because yep. you're thinking if you can win the battle of down and distance then you're going to force them to throw the ball and then that gives you an opportunity whether you want to blitz and get that quarterback uncomfortable maybe pressure him to throw early or if you want to make sure that all the the uh, cat the pass catchers or the receivers are man covered, then you're good to go. Not here, because mm -hmm. here they might have third and five, third and six, third and seven, and they're like, just give the ball to Chubb, just give the ball no. to Hunt. Yeah, and they can slice you up the same way as another team's quarterback to his receiver or quarterback to his tight end can slice you up. So yeah, I, I agree. I think that the key to winning is to make, make sure that everybody, all 11 have understand their responsibility in contributing to stopping the run early. That's the point you made. I want to reiterate that early because once these guys go off and they start wearing you down, think about this Jarvis, cool stat. The Falcons allow the Seahawks entire running back core and their quarterback to get a total of 112 rushing yards against them last week. You want to know how much, how many yards Nick Chubb had on his own against 
my beloved Steelers, 113 yards. The dude all by himself yep. had more yards than the Falcons allowed a whole team to have last week. So that's really where it comes. Now, the other piece there is this. However, one thing we know for certain is that the Falcons offense is really, really starting to function on all cylinders. So right. when you look at the offense, and we'll take more of a deep dive into the offense tomorrow as well, but Indeed. just I, it, just for that high level eye test, what would you say maybe one small thing that they might want to course correct so that they can get off to an early start against the Browns? I, I think if just from a standpoint, play a clean football game. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, don't put the ball on the ground. Don't turn the ball over. How can how about that? You know, yeah. I think if the Falcons can play their first clean game, mm-hmm. I think they're going to set themselves up beautifully for to, to be able to get a victory against the Cleveland Browns. Because as much as I just said about the offensive line and, and how they, you know, they can get into a rhythm running the football and mm-hmm. then you get it to a point where they're doing play action and yes. the Jacoby Brissett is sitting back there having all day to throw the football because DNP said, Hey, I don't want to send too many pressures. I'm going to put mm-hmm. back in my defense in too much trouble. Right. But I think that from offensively, you can help with that, right? Like yeah. if you're able to run the football, control the clock and yeah. their best defensive player is not going to be on the field. Right. You know, those are some of the things that you have to take advantage of. And I, and I believe, wholeheartedly you can do that by playing clean not putting the ball on the ground and not throwing the ball to the other team that the Falcons will set themselves up for easy not easy that's that's too that was, that was a little bit too far but they'll set themselves up really nicely if they don't if they play a clean football game yeah and everyone from the veterans on down on that o-line please no pre-snap penalties because that's another definition of playing a clean game is just and I mean veterans as well as those <laughs> all y'all just all y'all all y'all because everybody, that, everybody. that also was something just a few you know don't want to nitpick because it certainly has gotten better than it was last year but mm-hmm. you can just keep away from pre-snap penalties that get you into a situation where maybe you could have had second and five or third and three but now you're at first and 15 that does really make it a challenge to continue to move the chains. Now, speaking of moving things, when Michael Jordan makes a move, he absolutely makes things happen. And we're going to talk about that and for the culture. But I will tell you something that I really could have used to make me move this morning was Coffee AM. And I, you know, I come in every day and I'm like, one of these days I'm going to tell you guys I actually drank the coffee versus the tea. But here's the, the deal. We were talking about it this morning on the morning show at my other other job and everybody was just dragging this morning i don't know why we're all just super super tired so i asked one of my colleagues a question because he always has this energy drink and i'm like what's in that is that healthy is that fresh is it safe and he's like not healthy not fresh probably not safe either i would venture to say (laughs) coffee am is probably the polar opposite of that right right because they're it, there it is, a fresh product. There it is, a local product. And there it is, a product where they take pride in going all around the world to get the best ingredients for you so that when you're drinking, you feel like, wow, they just made this is 
that this small batch roast company, they just made this especially for me. That's how you should feel as opposed to going down the energy drink aisle and you know what happens, you crash and burn later on in the day. So if you want to get the goods, go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. And if it's your first order with the company, which I hope for most of you, it's not because we've been telling you guys about it for a while now, but if it is, then you will get 15% off that first order by using the locked on code. So again, check out coffeeam.com backslash locked on for your 15% off. And if you just so happen to not like coffee, the green tea is good. Now that's safe and that's good for your energy and you can gift it to somebody as well. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Now T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment and the culture. And sometimes we wanna talk about cause that's, that's how we get down on this for show. Day today is no different because like as you mentioned earlier, Michael Jordan is uh, doing goat things out of here. And um, because, as you all know, nearly or may not know, nearly 50 percent of high school seniors have said that they wish they learned personal finance in school. Thankfully, MJ, the goat, like I mentioned, is going to make that happen. And according to news release, 498,000 primarily black and Hispanic students who attend 639 high schools to across the country Amazing. will have access to a personal finance course for a one-time grant of next um next gen personal finance from Michael Jordan and the Jordan brand. So how about that T? Mike is going to get everybody some game on how to handle your finances because we know once you get to an adult, it might be too late. You're going to go through some things until you figure that bad boy out. Yeah. And if you can have that mitigated, wow, th that's amazing to me because it's not something that many of us had really exposure to. I can recall sometimes in high, several times in high school, like every year it was, okay, you're moving into geometry, algebra, calculus, and you're wondering, and how will this help me in my day-to-day -day life again? But when right. I, I know I asked for, because I finished by like 10th grade and I was like, hey, I've already finished all my math courses. So can I like take this business finance course just to kind of learn a little bit more? And they were like, well, no, that's not kind of the honors track. Well, you know what? It should have been because yeah. that to me is one of the flaws of education that we're not teaching practical skill sets. To me, right. it doesn't matter if you're in, you know, just the, base classroom or if you're in the gifted and talented classroom or if you're in the shop classroom for you know trade mm -hmm. all of them need to be taught finances because yes what happens is you start to learn it's like you said you are literally like it's an uphill battle it's an uphill climb because mm -hmm. you're trying to figure it out on the back end so excited that he's giving these kids the opportunity to figure this thing out on the front end because you can be so much further ahead in life if you understand finance even at its basic level and you know what to be honest which i and i and it, the one thing that kind of opened my eyes are probably i'll say probably about six or seven years ago like right before i uh met my wife um today it's the first time i ever mentioned her name on the show yes uh so yeah don't do anything crazy with that i might have to do something crazy um but t the first thing i they kind of really opened my eyes to like finance and interest rates and all that stuff because like i said i didn't get that when i was younger you know right. I didn't get that. Com I didn't have those conversations because my parents weren't the best with money either. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To be, yeah. to be totally honest. So, 
um, I was there was this truck that I had purchased when I was in my early twenties. It was mm -hmm. a Chevrolet Trailblazer, two thousand three Chevrolet Trailblazer, my first real car, my first car note, right? <laughs> so I'm up here trying to figure out what the payoff amount is. I'm trying to get the thing paid off and see what's going on. So I was able to get access to the the, the original contract, and I start going looking up and down the contract. I was like, and I got to the APR. I was just like. Why did my parents let me buy a truck that had a 26% interest rate? T a 26% interest rate. Like it, like it took me forever yes. to pay off that truck. I literally yeah. bought that truck in my early 20s, and I met my wife, started dating my wife when I was in my late 20s. So do the math on that. That's a right. very long time. Like I almost double pay for that car you know in the six seven years i'm just like oh my god like what is going on so and i really when i when i saw that it was yeah i just probably went as just as crazy as i just did just now but when you think about learning on the back end like i learned that on the back end like how do you not look at a, when you look at a contract before mm -hmm. you sign and say what's yeah. up with this interest rate like yes. what's the deal like what is that I didn't even know. I didn't even think right. to sign, you know, mm -hmm. even think about what that interest rate was because it makes a difference. Like yes. I double, triple pay for that truck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yes. I go out and get a, a car now. I'm looking at interest rate. Like, mm -hmm. oh, we can give you a six percent. No, uh-uh. Right. I got good credit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm gonna leave, you know, right. or I'm gonna go get my I'm gonna come to the, the to the uh to the dealership, dealership. with a check from the bank because I already got I already know what I, I know what I'm dealing with, right? So mm -hmm. I'm in I'm in the position of power from a negotiation yeah. standpoint about yeah. price so all those things i had to learn oh, on the back end so yeah shout out to mike for just man i'm telling you you're gonna put these put these kids these kids are gonna be so far ahead in life yes. because you're talking about 50 percent of adults right. wish they had that you know at that age you know mm -hmm. saying? when you're learning and and, yeah. and grasping things and retaining a lot of information mm -hmm. you know to to, uh, to to go forward in life yeah. So yeah, shout out to Mike, like doing real goat stuff. T. Mm -hmm. Um, there is, you know, we have to do we have to mention this and and we, you know, we talked about this before, but I think that, you know, if we didn't mention the fact that Coolio, a uh, rapper, um, uh, passed away um last night. And um, mm -hmm. I remember just scrolling through my Twitter time and I was like, man, Coolio passed? Good lord, you know, mm -hmm. obviously he had the big hit Gangsters Paradise, and mm -hmm. it was a movie that was it was a part of the soundtrack of and and it was just really, really just took off. So I think it's, uh, yo, rest in peace to uh, Coolio. Too. Yeah, rest in peace indeed. And although he was 59, you just still feel like that was too soon. Right. You exactly. really, really feel like it was too soon. So it also made us think about the jewels and the gems that we still have here in the hip hop universe. And thank God, because on this show, we love Jesus, but we like Jeezy too. So yes. happy birthday, Jeezy. Yes, we do. See, you said, you said to yourself just now, let me see what I can say to throw this show off the rails. Officially off. Yes, very off. So off. But I can't take credit for that. That no, no. My girlfriend Rashad Ali coined that phrase. So I cannot take credit for it. But I thought oh, I would use it in a sentence one day. And here we are. So happy 45th birthday to Jeezy. He is the snowman is one of my favorites. Oh my God. Anytime oh, my I'm on Campbellton Road. Oh my goodness. Oh. And you guys make 
sports, but that's what I think of. I go to the gym over at Greenbrier from yeah. time to time. And so got to hit, you know, Campbellton. And I'm like, I just think about Jeezy all the time. Yeah, yeah. There's so many gyms. I mean, what's your favorite Jeezy? I mean, oh my God. Like, like, so I'm glad you asked. So, I remember when I was in college. Uh-huh. You see how where I'm going with this. I right. remember when I was in college, and you know, we're in Atlanta. You know, I went to school down in Albany State. You know, mm-hmm. shout out Albany State Golden Rams. Uh, yeah, yeah, we get down. Um, and and I, he had just dropped the mixtape, so mm-hmm. we were, and it was in the summertime. So okay, I was reporting for his training camp, and me and my boys, you know, we from Atlanta, so we we up on the new music, right? So mm-hmm. we going around campus, we we yeah. bumping the G's. They were like, man, who is that? Like. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Who was that? Like, this is Jeezy. Like, you know, the snowman. They was like, oh, like, where y'all get that joint from? So, of course, you know, might have made a little extra money, you know, dubbing it over a little bit, you know, but that's, hey, that's in the past. You know, yeah, y'all Jeezy would appreciate that. that <laughs> yeah, he would appreciate sure. that. So, um, but yeah, like, like that entire mixtape is still my favorite. Yeah. Like, yeah. anything after that, I was just like, eh. I, that, that first mixtape he dropped, Oh my goodness! Last time I was checking was the man of these streets. Oh man, man, I'm yeah, blowing yeah. these beats. That diarrhea flow, I still. Oh never mind. And then you're gonna do all that to you. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. happy birthday to love Jeezy. Him. Yes, love him. Yes. Love. Yes. I, I really, really do. And, and speaking of, I do. That's my favorite Jeezy song. I do followed by "Put On." So it's like a one A and a one B. Yeah, no, 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 no. Absolutely. We'll bump it and we'll probably go down the hip hop rabbit hole as soon as this show ends, just so you yes. all know. Yes, Lord. Because another rapper recently, so Jeezy, of course, turned 45 yesterday. So we're wishing him a belated happy birthday. Also, want to wish a belated happy birthday to Tucci. He turned 40. Lil Wayne turned 40. Lil Gremlin. Tuesday. So, Lil Gremlin, happy birthday. Course, yes, we had to say shout out to him too. So I got to ask that question as well before we wrap up as we're getting out of here. What is your favorite? It could be a Lil Wayne song. It could be a collabo because Lord knows he's collabed on 50,000 songs. So, Oh my gosh. Wow. Like Lil Wayne has been done so much. Like I think he probably have to be the early days. I know like he I magically gradu- graduated into a lyricist, you know, at some point after uh after the hot boy era and all that stuff. Right. But like, uh, I'm a hot boy. Like anything, like there was some, there was just it was just something about that little Wayne that I was just mm-hmm. like, man, I really like. I guess because he was my age, like Wayne yeah. and I are the exact same age. So I think uh-huh. that I identify with him more when he he was with you know Cash Money and right. the whole hot boy era. So yeah. I think it yeah. just it have to be you know that that era of of music. You oh know, no question, for, because for Wayne. right? Because when you think about like some of the songs, where don't get me wrong, we love the lyricism of "Back That Thing Up" by Juvenile. <laughs> yes. But really, what you like what makes you come out of your corporate self is that part when, when Lil Wayne is talking about after you back it up. It's that. Drop, you know drop, what it makes you do. Like right. <laughs> Thank you, Tucci, for bringing that into the American. Tanisha said Tucci on this show makes it a great podcast. Y'all better listen to this doggone show. What's wrong with y'all? Give y'all this good stuff. Thank you so much for bringing that into the, le- the American lexicon. We yes. appreciate you. So tomorrow, when we get it back on the rails, we will be previewing Braves events. We're going to preview falcons browns and anything else that comes up in the city 
that we put on for from a sports perspective, we will bring it to you guys. So thanks so much for dropping by. Thanks for stopping on our YouTube page as well. 4,000 subscribers and growing for this Locked On Sports Atlanta Network. And we will see you tomorrow. Y'all come back now, you hear? Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.